You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We start with Allah Chadala tonight. Ha'achin Shacholku. These are brothers. They, their parent died. Now they have a field. Okay. Then what happened? They owned the field as one unit almost that was held by two people. Then they decided that they're going to split the field. It used to be each one had 50% of everything in the field. Then they decided to cut the field in half. Ruvain took the left. Brother Ruvain took the left. Brother Shimon took the right. Okay. So now, since they split, even though um, when the Katsira, or at least when it was growing, it was owned by both of them. But now, before the harvest came, they decided to split. So even though it grew, it was all like one unit owned by Ruvain and Shimon. But now, by the time of the Katsira, it's Ruvain and Shimon, two different fields. So two different payas. Ruben takes payah on the left, Shimon on the right. Let's say what happened was the following. Let's say they split and go back together. So they start together. Then everything's growing, and then Reuben and Shimon get into a fight, or whatever it is. Hey, I'm going to have this one, and you're going to have that part. So during some of the growth, what has occurred? They are separate. However, before they get to the Katsira, before they start get to the harvesting, they decide to come back and be Shutfim again. And maybe they say, let's be like we were before. Now, even though they went through this period where they were separate, again, Neistan Peachas. Now, that's with Shutfim. But what about here, another way you have two people owning the same thing, the same piece. But what do they own? Not a whole piece of land. It's Shnayim. Okay? We're talking about Shnayim. Okay? So they're not brothers. It's going to be two people that aren't brothers. All right? So who who aren't brothers? Kolev and Yeshua. Kolev and Yeshua, they aren't brothers. Okay? So Kolev and Yeshua, Shnayim Shalachu Esa'ilon. They go and they buy from Ruvain, they buy a tree. They don't buy the ground under the tree, but they buy the tree and the payros that the tree is going to produce. So since they bought the tree sort of as one unit, nost and pay achas. So the, the pay that comes out, uh, even though they split it, they split what the produce is, one pay for everybody. But let's say the way Kolev and Yoshua buy the tree is from Ruvain. Kolev takes the north part of the tree. Shimon takes the south. Lokach said Svono. Zedromo. So now, even though it's one tree, but it's like two fields. Zenos and Pela Atzmo. Zenos and Pela Atzmo. It's interesting that it seems that that's not the case when it comes to the brothers. When the brothers reconvene together, let's say it's on the trees, whatever it is, there, even if they sort of indicate you take the north, you take the south, 
it's still going to only be one payer. What's my proof? Because why did the Mishnah introduce this new case of partners? It could have said, when the two brothers decide to become partners again, they indicate, you take the north, you take the south. Sounds like when brothers do that, since at one time they had been like one unit, even when they earmark different parts of the field or the trees, it's all one pay as long as at the end they are partners and brothers. In other words, if you were like together in the womb, so to speak, it's like you were part of each other. So even though the particular way you've decided to split doesn't seem to make a difference. Whereas if you, when you purchase it, then it does make a difference how you say the terms of the purchase. Okay. Kotsru chatsi soda bishutfus. Let's say you have two shutfim. Okay. Now, um, let's say when they, they started to harvest the first part of the field. Okay. Then once the first part was harvested, let's say two shutfim, Kalev and Yeshua. So then Kalev says to Yeshua, you know, let's stop being shutfim. Okay. Um, you know what? In fact, I'll let you take that other part of the field. That'll be yours. Michelko. So now, Yoshua's got the other part of the field. So he's got 50%. Eino mafresh mishelo. Okay. So when he takes paya from that other 50%, he doesn't take it from what, what they did together, the first kitsira. Lo betchila, lo besof. Why? Because now, uh, when they, when Kolev and Yeshua both owned the field, and the first part of the field, uh, let's say the 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 the, the eastern, the western part of the field was was harvested when Kolev and Yeshua both owned it. But there's thinking about. But it's going to be the stuff on the east, which is close to where the street is. That's going to be the paya. All right. So now, in the middle of that, uh, Kolev says to Yeshua, "Hey, let's break up the partnership." Yeshua says, "Okay." At that part, Yeshua still has to take from the stuff on the east, the one near the street, but he doesn't take anything that has to do with what what, what Kolev did. Because that's not his field. And you can't be mafresh from your field on someone else's. All right. Let's say, again, they went back and forth. Kolov and Yeshua uh, started harvesting the western part of the field. Okay. Then Kolov and Yeshua decided, hey, you know what? Kolov says, I'll take the west, you take the east, Yeshua. He says, okay, we'll do it that way. Then Yeshua comes back um, and says, maybe we should be partners again, Kolev. And Kolev says, okay, we'll be partners again. And then Vikotsro. And then they get to the eastern part of the field. And as partners, they both harvest together. Kolev and Yeshua together harvest the, the, the eastern part of the field. So there... 
Mafresh Mishalo Shebesof, even though whichever partner it is, whether it's Kolov or Yeshua, the stuff on the east, which is near the street, they're going to say, this is Peya. Al Shel Chavero Besof. Only what, let's say Kolov was the one who was separating it. Kolov could say, a Kolov could say, a Yeshua, this is this counts for you, what's here on the east. But, but since they had that period where they were separate, where they were two separate fields, that doesn't go back to become one field again. So since they went through a day or two where they were two separate fields, the first 50% of the field, the western part of the field, the no pay from the eastern part can be connected to the western part at this point. Okay, let's say, let's not talk about partners anymore. Let's talk about, there's only Ruvain. And, um, you know, I'm going to stick with Kolev and Yeshua because we call this uh, Shir Ben Yafuna anyway. So I want to put Kolev in there. So, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. So here's Kolev. Kolev has got a field. Imagine that it's got, uh, it's, it's a field that there's a western part and an eastern part. So Kolev is being Kaitzer, the western part. He's, he's taking with his scythe and cutting and taking. How much did he get done? Vikotzar Chatsi Chetziov. He was only able to get 25% of the eastern, of the western part. Okay. And then what happened? What happened? He was thinking to sell. That's what's going on over here. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. He was thinking of selling. In other words, basically, Kolev is thinking, I don't know who I'm going to sell it to, but I'm only going to do the stuff on the West. I am going to get rid of that stuff on the East. I don't want it anymore. That's what he's thinking. So, Kotzer Chatsi Soda. I'm only going to be Kotzer half of it. And the other half I'm selling. I'm putting up a for sale sign. Whoever's going to get it. Maybe Yoshua will come and buy it. And then he starts, okay, I've only got, basically it's it's for sale. I'm not, I don't want to be connected to it. Kotzer Chatsi Chatsi. He gets 25% done. He wasn't able to sell the other 50%. Couldn't get a buyer. So then he says, okay, looks like I got it. You know what? I'm taking the for sale side down. I'm going to own both parts. Okay, I'm going to just go do Katsira on both, on the west and the east. And then what does he do? He ends up, he can't find a buyer. Until what happens, he ends up basically, uh, uh, basically being coats or everything. So now, since he went through a little bit of a change, what's the din? So, mafrosh minarishon al hamtsoyim. 
technically what we have over here is is, is there's two 25% there's 50% in the west 50% in the east the Rishon is the first 25% that he was being kotzer. When he was being kotzer that, in his brain, the, all the stuff on the East was not his really. I mean, he hasn't sold it yet, but he's not even planning on, on harvesting it. He just wants to sell it and get, give it to someone else. So therefore, the, um, the, from the first 25%, it could go on the middle part, the Emtsoyim, the second 25% of the West, Emtsoyim Rishon. He could take stuff from the second 25 and have it be pay a counting against the first 25. But he can't take from the first 25 Al it should be here on the other part, on the first part of the part of the East. Similarly, it should be the first part of the East. Let's say a similar type of situation. We know that peya is only when it's considered edible, where the fruits and stuff that's growing there, people would eat it. So it's got to be at least a third grown. You shouldn't let it grow further. But less than a third and you start being coats there, even though you can make animal stuff out of it or some other sort of thing, but it's not really considered a payri of paya, a tavu of paya. So let's say, Again, let's remember there's, there's there's the west and the east, okay? So dividing twenty five percent, twenty five percent in the west, twenty five percent, twenty five percent in the east. So, what happened? The western part of the field is quicker to develop than the eastern part, and that's already a third grown. So. He starts working on the West. And he's not able to even get to the second 25% of the West. When he looks around and he says, oh, look what's going on in the East over there, in the Eastern portion of my field. It's all now grown even more. So once again, since when he started to be codes there, he had like two different fields, although he, he wasn't planning on selling it, like in the case before. So, Mafreshman Arishon Alim Tsoyim. Section one, he can take off Peya from section two of the West. Minam Tsoyim Arishon, and section two onto section one. But he cannot go from the other sections, meaning Minarishon Arishon which would mean section one of the West cannot be considered about section one on the East. Now, section two of the West, there, he could take, there it would be considered all one field because by the time he starts being codes there, the other part of the West, the stuff on the East is already a third grown. But since, but in term one to three wouldn't work, one to four wouldn't work, but actually, section two, 
which would be the second section of the West, that would be fine either way. That can you take Peya on all other three sections. Okay, Hamocher, next Mishnah. Hamocher klache ilan betoch sadeu. So what's going on over here is like this. It's a tree and not a tree. <laughs> it's a tiny tree. You got a field of wheat, of grain, of barley, of soda. And you got trees in it. Why do you have trees in it? I'm not sure. There's fruit that grows on it, little crab apples. So what do you decide to do? You decide to sell the trees. The the, beep, the purchasers come, and what do they do? They actually rip, they, they take the fruit off first, and then they take the whole tree, they, un, they unhinge it from the ground, and they take it and replant it wherever they live. That's called the klacha ilan. They're growing by you. You're right, you have these little tiny trees within the field. So now, the question is not about the grain and stuff that's growing in the field. The question here is about the fruit that comes off those trees, because you're selling them. So here you have Kolev is selling these little trees to Yoshua. So hamocher kalcheilon bitoch sadeu. So now Yoshua buys a tree, then he buys another tree, goes and buys another tree. Since Yoshua is not buying the field, but he's buying the trees, first he takes the fruit off of that, right? And then he takes the tree and he plants it where he lives. He's got to take peya, mikol echad v'echad. He has to take peya from every tree. Um, he can't take from one tree on the other. Amr of Yehuda, Amasai. When is it that uh, Yoshua has to take peya from every tree? Bisman shaloshir balasoda, where Kolev doesn't keep any of the trees for himself. Avo, im shayer sadeu. Let's say Kolev keeps some of the trees. He sells many of them to Yeshua and maybe other people. But if Kolev is the owns even one tree and keeps it for himself, then we say this was a field of trees. And he has to take Peya for all of them. Who knows Saint Peya Lakol? He gives Peya Kolev gives Peya for all of these trees. So the Gemara says, Ad Kedon in other words, this makes sense when Kolev, the tree that he hasn't, that he's keeping for himself, he actually goes to that tree and he starts taking the fruit off of it. That makes sense that Kolev is the Balabas, even though he sells a lot of the trees to Yeshua. What would be the Dinafil Keshalohischar? Let's say Kolev hasn't done any. Uh, he hasn't done any gathering. He hasn't done any uh, harvesting. Hmm. What would be the din? Maybe in that case, if he hasn't done any harvesting yet, maybe Yoshua has to take Peya off. Nishma Menado. We can prove it from a similar Mishnah in Chulin that we did in the Dafyomi Bavli, uh, I guess about a year or two, about a year, a little bit over a year ago. Let's say a person is selling the Rashus Hagez. In other words, the halacha is that the uh, 
that the stuff that grows from your sheep, uh, the, uh, the, the wool that grows from your sheep, you have to give to the Kayan. So let's say my sheep are growing wool. And I sell my sheep, the wool from the sheep. Kalev decides to sell the wool of his sheep to Yeshua. So what's the din? If there are certain sheep that Yeshua doesn't own the wool of, Kalev keeps certain sheep for himself for that wool. So now the mocher, Kalev is chayev, to give a mount of rachis hagez that the Kohen would get to everybody. Right? The Kohen would have to give to everybody. But if that's not the case, meaning if he, if he doesn't keep anything for himself, if he sells all the sheep, okay, so that's a very similar talacha to our Mishnah with Rabbi Yossi. So now we make the connection. What was our shiva before? Let's get it clear. Do you have to start gathering the, the, the tree? Do you have to start harvesting the tree to be chayev? Or even the fact that you keep some of it is enough to make you chayev. So if you look at Rachel Saigez, Rabbi Yerbi Mishem Rabbi Yochanan, right? Lachora, over here by Rachel Saigez, he says, he says, he says, Shani Taman, is there any difference? So obviously, when it comes to Rachel's Igez, if you left, Kolev leaves some of the sheep for himself, the Mishnah is telling you, we schayev to give Rachel's Igez for all of them. No matter, right? He doesn't have to start shearing the sheep to be chayev. There's no special din that you're chayev and Rachel's Igez only when you start shearing it. So therefore, it has nothing to do with your activity. Vikah also, here too, when it comes, Vikah means like Ocha, here in the case of Peya, Loshanile, there should be no difference in in terms of Kolev selling to Yoshua the little trees, and he keeps some for himself, Ben Shehizchalitza, Ben Shehizchalitza. Okay. And therefore, either way, He's going to be chayev. Even if he hasn't started, he still has to uh, take paya for all of them. My time of the Rabbi Huda, though. What's the real, the, the real it's Rabbi Huda, right? Uh, Rabbi Huda. What's the svara? I said Rabbi Yossi maybe a minute before. But what's the, what's the real svara of Rabbi Huda? Mishum dechovas uh, ha- is that the reason why Rabbi says it? Because basically, basically, since Kolev kept the tree, so therefore uh, the din peya is on what's here, because it's basically a field of trees that he has, and he's keeping some of it. Is that the svar of why uh, Kolev has to take pay for everything? Oh, Mishu, maybe there's another svar here. Because he figures like this. 
he wants to get rid of these trees. And we assume that the reason why, that, that he wants to make a deal. He wants Yeshua to buy these little trees, to take the fruit off of them, uproot them, and take them into his field. So maybe what he means, it's understood that when you sell them, he's saying, look, <laughs> you know, if I'd be selling you all the trees, obviously I don't want to be Chayev and Peya because I sold you all the trees. But since I kept some of them, and I'm selling you, let's say, most of them, I want you to buy them. And I want, basically, even though you really should be Chayev and Peya, I'll take your Chayev on myself. Any Chayev Peya that's connected to those trees, I'll take it on myself. That was like an understanding of what the Mechira was. So is it because it's like a it's like a stipulation in the sale? Or is have to do with technically, because since he still kept some of it, he's still Chayim and Peya, and since he's sort of like the last guy here, because remember, uh, Yeshua came and started ripping up all those little trees, and he left Kolev with another tree, so whatever Yeshua did, was it, it all goes back on the couple of little trees that are still left in the ground that Kolev owns. Is that the Svara, or is it because... It's as if Kalev told Yoshua, I'm taking on your Chiv and I'll take it back. Mar says, okay, let's go back to that Rashis Agez case. Remember what that case is again? That again, Kalev sells to Yeshua most of the sheep, most of the wool that's on the sheep, but if he keeps some of the sheep for himself, he's high take Rashis Agez and all of them. The Imlav. But if he sells all the sheep, okay, Elchayev. So, what do you see? Does it have to do with the Chova being on, on the last one? Can you say when it comes to Reishas Hagez, Shechovas Kotzer Bekama? There's no such thing as the Chova on the last sheep that's there. Lo, it must be. The reason why the Lachan Chulan is correct that Kolev has to take Rashis Hagez from all of the sheep, even the ones he sold to Yeshua, Mishum because it's understood that since he's keeping some of it, that he wants to get rid of it and keep some for himself, that he's selling him the sheep and he's taking upon himself the chiv to take Rashis Hagez. Here too. That's what it means here too. And that's what it would mean here in Peya as well, that he, it's really, in a sense, Yoshua's chiv to take Peya from the stuff that he bought. But, Ruve, but, but Kolev wants to get rid of it. So Kolev, it's as if Kolev made the deal that I'll take your Peya off. And therefore, what will be the difference between the two explanations of why Kolev eventually has to take the Peya? Let's say, Let's say Yoshua decides he's going to take the pay off. He didn't have to, but let's say he does it. So in Tamer, if you say, since Kolev left some of the trees for himself, that the Chova, the real shame Peya, is Chal on the last thing here, which is the stuff that Kolev kept for himself. So what, what he did, Hifrish, what, what, um, if, if Yeshua t- decides to be Mafrish anyway, 
Here, Frisch. Okay. He doesn't have to pay him anything. He says, look, he says, you didn't have to do that, but I'm not going to owe you anything. But in time Mishum, the also, let's say it's it's like an it's implied stipulation that he doesn't mean to sell him, that, that he, he means to take on the Chiv on himself. So if Yoshua mistakenly does take pay off of it, Hifrish, if he does take pay off of it, the no Domim, he could come back and say, Look, uh, I didn't have to take it, right? Because that was your chiyuv. Give me back some money because I took pay for for you, and the aniyim already ate it. That was really your chiyuv. He he would have to pay him back. Uh, you should call uh, to pay Yeshua back. Another difference might be nisraf chelko shomocher. Let's say he left trees for himself, kolev, but they all got burnt. So in Tamar Mishum the Chovis Kotzer Bekama, if you say that the Chiv of the Peya goes to the last stuff that's standing, well, uh, Yeshua's stuff got, Kolev's stuff got burnt before Yeshua was finished. So it's not all Chal on, on, on Kolev's stuff. Chovis Kotzer Bekama. So Nisraf Nisraf. And therefore, the chov is completely on what what, Yesh, what Yeshua took, because there was nothing left uh, before. Before on on paper, your kolev expected to keep all the trees in the ground, but then a fire came and burnt them all. So now, what's the last stuff standing? The last stuff standing is the stuff that he sold to Yeshua. So Yeshua has to take paya. But if you say that there's an implied stipulation, if there's implied stipulation, then Nisraf, that even though uh, Kolev stuff gets burnt first, no tell me menu domim. And then Yeshua takes the payah, Yeshua can then give a bill to Kolev for that payah. Because it was still Kolev's responsibility. A strafe happened, but that doesn't obviate what was the implied deal between them. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.